do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Ray Mysterio Jr. Finger oh yeah, that puppet. is who it is. Yeah, finger puppet. The whole Kogan one looked like a dick. Well, he's got that thermos, fella. <laughs> Appropriate. How about this one? Can you figure out who this guy is? Let me see. Let me see, fella. Is that uh, Kurgan? Nope. Is it Batista? Yes. Give me what I want. Why do you have all these little finger guys? I don't know where they came from. I honestly don't. Uh, Ew. Uh, that's why it's, it's, the Zevi, it's the Zevia Perps. This episode of the Mark Order Podcast is brought to you by Zevia. The Zero Calorie Soda. Have a they ginger don't sponsor root us. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like they, they do now. If they paid us, I'd say they were delicious. But they're not. They do not pay us, though. I enjoy a nice Zevia. I'm so glad. So have a little sugar. They're not sending us shit or money, so. Uh, honey, honey. Uh, big, okay, big time Kate's in the house. Big time Kate. <laughs> how, are you, how are you guys doing? What's going on there, fellas and ladies? I'm good. It's nice to have you here, Matt. And I feel like we're getting wild, Matt, which is even more fun. So we're in for a treat, even though there was no dynamite tonight. There it Wild is. Matt, Mark Marrow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's my you mom's know. birthday today. That's so weird because it's my father's birthday too. Is it really? Yes. Na, na, na. We did some real white people shit. <laughs> oh, God. Did you, go to a, did you go to a vineyard or a brewery? <laughs> no, we went to. Do you know about like Peddler's Village? We called the cops on kids. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we told them to get off our lawn. No, there's this really uh, cute area in New Hope, Pennsylvania called Peddler's Village. And they had like a pretty fun Halloween display out. They have like a scarecrow contest. Uh, and we just walked around this really cute area and you could vote on the scarecrows. One was. Uh, there was like a category that was scarecrows that were quite a character and somebody did prison Mike, which was the greatest. So obviously voting for that. And then uh, we went to dinner and then back to my parents' house and just hung out. It was great. Really did you ask prison Mike about the Dementors? Of course I did. Was there any cruel at this farm? There was no cruel. <laughs> But a fun scarecrow idea 
And I'm trying to think if yes. there were any like. You asked to see ones. a manager, Karen. I did not ask to see a manager. There was not one available, but God, it wasn't. I could think of a hundred other things I'd rather do than look at fucking scarecrows. Okay, well then, for your 65th birthday, we won't go to this really cute thing. You're not going to live to see 65, though. You're going to give yourself a heart attack. Whoa! <laughs> you know, it seems to be the consensus around the house. People, no! don't, think, people don't think I'm going to live very long. <laughs> Joke's on them, though. You'll live to be yeah, 120. I'll oh, yeah, I think you, you are. I think your rage actually little, fuels you. I don't think you're going to give yourself They'll live a, a long, miserable life. Yeah, what you're going to be 200. What rage? What? What rage and what misery? Like the rage that seeps out of your pores at the, the mention of Marco Stunt. Wow, very controlled. But now you're trying too hard. No, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> no, I'm just that's an example. Look, I got an Orange Cassidy shirt on. I know, it's a good one. Yeah, I like it. It's, his, head's a, his head's a giant uh, orange. Hey, Matt, it's where did I'm... you get that t-shirt from? I think I got it in a pro wrestling crate. Oh, man. Do you know anybody that's like, I don't know, running a gift card contest? I do. But uh, I appreciate it, Kate. But uh, I don't want to shill the Wizards podcast on the market. Yeah. Fuck the time that, and, and that place is Monday nights. I will shill, though. Uh, and uh, Anthony, I don't know if you've been able to check your emails today. My Series 7 has shipped. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did and- get that email. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh my God, Zevia so is through my butt. Is what's grosser, Kate? Me burping or whatever that disgusting blob is behind the other blob? <laughs> Hold on. What? Hold on. I am. I am interjecting. I am not a blob. I am a clearly defined lump of man meat. Is that a fucking portrait of you behind you? How dare you? How dare you? If you turn your camera off and come back on and your glasses have googly eyes on them, it's a wrap, bro. <laughs> episode's over. You are, what's his name? Grumpy? Gritty? Gritty? Well, he's gone! Oh, no! How oh, boy. fucking dare you? How, how did fucking dare you? What? Happened? I have skills. He just also, went behind the screen. No, it's just a, a feature in this thing. Where you could make <gasps> yourself disappear? I'm one with Gritty now. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's, it's like he's beaming down. Jesus. Um, yeah, uh, apparently. Defined man meat, my friend. Well, I just need to say, we're not the only ones who don't like Gritty. KJG's watching. And he said he didn't even notice Gritty, but that's gross. And I agree. Uh, see? What is a Gritty? That. What is it? I don't fucking know. Tell you the oh. truth, I'm actually not that big of a fan of Gritty. I think he's an asshole to kids, oh. but it's funny to fuck with you. <laughs> All the Philadelphia <laughs> mascots are dumb. They don't make any sense. What's a Philly oh. frenetic? I'm sorry. It's not a giant <laughs> fucking baseball. It's a we play ba- it's Mr. Mad. It's the fucking baseball team. It's not we play, ba- we play baseball. What should our mascot be? It'll be a baseball. What is the Philly Frenetic? Has nothing to do with the Mets. It's just a baseball. His name is Mr. Matt. It's in the name. 
but it has nothing to do with Metropolitan. It's just a fucking baseball. He literally could be the mascot for the entire league. He is the mascot for the entire re- league. League? I don't know if he is, but yes, when he's flipping, he's flipping off fans. He's the fucking mascot. No, for the whole no one likes Mister Met. No one. No one likes him. you. And that's just- true. And I'm running with it. I'm sorry. Nice. I don't mean to be so ornery. Matt is here like once every eight episode and he comes in telling other people. Truthfully, like I'm going to tell you the one I wanted to get in, but I couldn't get it set up, but I can do it if I disappear. Hold on. This is literally done just for Ant. Now we wait. Radio silence. What is that? They're punching a in the face. Oh, so they're committing assault on yes. camera. Yeah, at, least not, or at least they're not throwing up on children. That's true. We're throwing batteries at Santa Claus. That's you're mixing two stories. It was batteries at JD Drew with snowballs at Santa Claus. Well, then who gives a fuck? You don't throw anything at Santa. Santa Listen. was drunk and an asshole. Fuck him. I mean, wow. Del Rio ran <sighs> over Santa with his car. You get a lot of you like all a, love Stone Cold when he stunned Santa, but suddenly Philly throws snowballs and it's a what? problem. Don't lump me in with all those those waterheads. I did not enjoy when he stunned Santa Claus. What's wrong with you? What kind of heathen are you? I think you did. I think you cheered. No, I didn't. I actually was not a very big Stone Cold fan uh, during the Attitude Era. Who was Who your was guy? your Attitude guy? Yeah. I don't really have an attitude guy. Bret Hart was my guy. Then he left. He left. Then Chris Benoit came in, and I was really all about Chris Benoit. I didn't really have like an attitude era guy. How did Benoit work out? For me, great. He didn't kill me and my family. Matthew. What? He didn't. I'm here. I'm still alive and kicking. Mom, not so much, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we unbox some things? I don't even like Wait, it. I'm enjoying this. I'm actually enjoying Hold this. Up. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. What is that? What are you, Vader? Never change. No, it's the it's our it's our thing, but it's off to the... I'm Why would I change? What I'm is... telling you not to. I will not. Kate, just I'm for you, I won't change. I don't. Ever. I'm forever going to wear don't a sweatpants. Don't go changing. Oh, nice. Sing it, baby. Try and please me. You never let me down before. I created a I can unmute myself. It's okay. So fuck we'll you and all night. Me. We'll play this game all night. I will keep going forever. When this ends this up being three hours, just, I'm not the problem this week. I just want to go ahead and call that. Thank up. you. Thank you. Yeah. I needed to say, I was going to say the same thing, Kate. Everybody said, oh, this will be great. It'll be in and out quick. We'll be done in an hour. Long is never and... in and out quick, guys. Hey. Oh Can we rethink uh, Force Mike? Wow. I mean, really? it's mostly my fault. It's like singing guys, and guys, puns. I'm loved. <laughs> Oh Kevin Joseph Garifo said Schlong has the voice of an angel. Oh, he's lying. <laughs> well, he's lying. Well, he tells That's lies. About it. The batteries have guys, many white claws. Uh-oh, guys, uh-oh. Uh, I got a package in. I got a package in the mail this week. Um, did not mean to have that. What? Did what did so, you get? Uh, 
Matt and I uh, decided to sign up for the All Elite crate. Yes. Sure so did. this is the first crate. This is the first crate. Uh, it is their... Um, so if I don't have enough shit, just show it up. Yeah. <laughs> so much for people who haven't watched before. Uh, so much stuff that he doesn't remember. Like he just gets boxes and it's like, what is this? <laughs> Including... Okay. Yeah. If you don't, if I don't get an email, like I got my Hayabusa figures the other day. Nobody sent me an email. I'm like, what is this box? I think <laughs> the ROH pillow buddies were the best though, because the box was just so enormous. My buddies. I'd also yeah, point out that his wife is only semi on board with this, and she's heavily armed, so he's really, really walking a, a fine point. line here. It's a very good point. Look, no, the bills are paid. There's money in the bank. We're not fucking eating out of garbage. Get that money so you can get a title shot. So crazy raccoons. We're doing good. Millionaire Matt, man, living uh, life. Yeah, he's millionaire Matt. He's got the money. He's good for it. Living the gimmick. Um, crate the great. So over guys, there. no, 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 please, no, don't, don't rate the great. We're not. Oh, I said open the crate the great. Why are you? Yeah, I don't. I don't, want... don't worry. My singing it took place of Rate the Great tonight. We're good. <laughs> okay. Good. Hey, your teeth are really white. They are. Thanks. Good for you. Thank you. Boy. All right. So, so what do you Must brush her teeth. Yeah. So uh, they let what you know in the, in the box. <laughs> Boy, uh, they give you a little card here that tells you everything that's in here, so you can cheat if you want to. No spoilers, but, bro. But. Uh, it's the Full Gear 2021 crate menu, uh, and uh, there's a lot of good shit in here. So every crate comes with uh, two shirts. So let's see. We got one shirt here. Ah, oh. Stunt. Bean marker stunt. Oh, it's a nice Kenny shirt. Omega. Nice. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very respectable. You get your champion the dr- shirt. That's right, the Dragon Kenny Omega shirt. Not my Look champion. Me. What do you mean the Dragon? <laughs> the Dragon is Brian Danielson. What's wrong with you people? The the shirt is literally called Dragon Kenny Omega T-shirt. Well, he could, be, he could be the non-American Dragon. He could be the Canadian Dragon. There you go. Let's see. Let's just Our call the fuck, shirt. Let's just call the Pelican. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Our second shirt. Oh, nice. Like Very that. nice. Okay. Okay. It's the Skulls Inner Circle shirt. So that's pretty cool. That was actually cool. one of the ones I liked. Yeah. Right and by the way, season. these are the nice soft t shirts. These aren't those rough ones. These are nice soft t shirts. Very nice. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, we got a uh, Britt Baker hardcore lapel pin. It's pretty awesome. He's hardcore. DMD. I got you, Kate. I saw you. Thank you. Oh, guys, this is a good one. This is a good one. The micro brawler. Who is this, Matt? It's Steve! Very nice. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. I like that one. Uh, Let's see here. We got the uh, Darby Allen finger skateboard. Oh, all right. That for your with finger? replacement wheels. Yeah, you never did that. Like the thing where you put your. Mm-hmm. You... 
I was not good at that. Never good at it. Oh, who, me neither. Couldn't figure it out. I didn't even know what that is. You would you gave another postcard for full gear. That's just a throw. Matt, in. they were tiny skateboards you put your fingers on and you tried to like make tricks with your fingers. It was in fucking possible. Sounds stupid. That's like a, as dumb as pogs. Essentially. Little all elite crate sticker. Alpha is back and in pog form. Fucking pog. I, I got in on pogs like an idiot. Oh, I was going to be a millionaire pogs, on pogs. No. Oh, man. Pogs and beanie babies. What is pogs it? Pogs and beanie babies. It's a nice looking poster. That's a great poster. poster. A Moxie Omega. Yeah. That's from the first book nice. here, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's nice it seems very curated for pay-per-view that's coming up. And then you got your spooky shirt for Halloween. I, so, I like uh, that they are catered. Wait, hold on. The- There's hold a couple up. more things. All right. Go ahead. So I, I, I opened my box last night, Anthony. Yeah. I cannot wait for you to open the 8x10. I, I'm getting there. I cannot wait. And I hope you didn't cheat when you looked at the back of that card. Just now I did. Here's our Hangman Good. bottle opener. That's very on brand, and this will come in handy. Very on brand. I want Guys. these two to guess to guess what what the eight by ten is before you open it. It's one Anthony's Hold on, favorite. hold on. Uh, well, you might have given it away there. Uh, I like this, the Dark Order patch. It's very on brand for us, Dark Order patch. Very nice. And lady and gentlemen, here's the eight by ten. Sheeta. Uh, I was going with Jade Cargill, that bitch. Yeah, I nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> it is Sheeta. T Donk also guessed Sheeta. Yes. Guys, we won't be doing a giveaway with this 8 by 10. Why? You don't want to fucking frame it? Throw it in your office there? Your your podcasting office? It is certified by the All Elite Crate. It's 100% authentic. There you uh, go. I still have to frame my uh, Natural Disasters one. Uh, unfortunately, I'm missing an earthquake signature. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. He's hard to get. Um, if, you got a shovel? If you uh, reach out to Tony... Tony uh, has a way of uh, communicating with uh, the hard-to-get folks. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. You ever hear those liners he got when he went on vacation? Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. He, he, I, You know, I did. Those were really good liners. And uh, I wonder if there's anybody else Tony could maybe reach out to to try to get some liners because that's a great bit. That was a great bit. It's not a bit. Are you content with your all-league crate for full gear? You know what? Listen, uh, it was just for those keeping score out there. It was one, two, three, four, five. It was 12 items, um, two T-shirts. And to be honest, I only have one AEW T-shirt right now that Matthew got for me. Um, So uh, I I think it's a a nice uh, crate because if anything, you know, two T-shirts plus all the extra swag, you know, uh, and you get it four times a year. So at the very least, at the end of one year, I'll be out of it with uh, eight T-shirts. 
There you go. And they're all it's all AEW themed. See, I sign up for the pro wrestling crate too. And I get that once a month. So every like three months I get a fucking major podcast wrestling figure fucking t-shirt that I don't really give a shit about. Yeah, but Kevin's birthday, Kevin's Christmas present. Kevin is Kevin, not an ex He'll be fucking swimming Wednesday. and it'll be a goddamn nighty on him. Everyone there needs you go. a nighty. To bed. Yeah. He can he can tie it with a ponytail like white girls do. <laughs> he would do it in the front oh, can, like midriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kapowski, he can Kapowski it. There you go. He can sit. How it. much? How much was your AEW crate? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I don't remember because I ordered it so long ago. <laughs> That's a brilliant marketing right. tactic. You just get the stuff and you're like, this is an incredible value for whatever I paid for it four months ago or whatever. <laughs> well played. I mean, AEW. like I said, like I said, the the whole reason I did it was I said, listen, uh, you know, if, if it kind of sucks, it sucks, but at least I come out of it with some t-shirts for the brand. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah, I don't have any. One. Yeah. Like and they're the one. soft yeah. ones. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a nice job. Um, they're doing it four times a year. I don't remember the schedule, but it's full gear. You know, they'll do an all in, uh, Whatever Revolution. the other pay-per-view is. Revolution, that's it. And then they'll do uh, whatever. I can't remember the fuck the pay is now. That's it. It came, it came out to uh, 175 for the year. All right. And that was if you did it all all in front, right? Like all right. ahead of time. That's, yep. that's It was 140 and then they tack on the shipping. So it's like gotcha. okay. 30, 35 bucks a month. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's, uh, you know, like I said, uh, the T-shirt thing for me was like, you know, T-shirts alone are like 25, you know, 30 plus for a T-shirt, depending on the size and a bigger size. So I'm always paying the premium. So, you know, I'll get two T-shirts out of the boxes and then I'll see where I am, uh, you know, when it comes time to renew. Because uh, I'm tea is nice. Because I gotta be honest, I got my CM Punk tea and my LSGT and my Warhorse tea. And the CM Punk tea was a little rough, you guys. I think they had run you out of it. You gotta spend that extra money for the soft shirts, man. Well, I Every don't even mind order. the the other ones are all right, but I think because they ran out of literal just physical white t-shirts to print on from the CM Punk ones. I got some like I got a rough <laughs> I got a rough white t-shirt that's like kind of see-through, like not their normal quality. So I was like always gonna uh <laughs> always pay for the upgrade because it's worth it. <laughs> see-through, nice. It's gonna get you to four thousand so, yeah. followers quicker than you thought. <laughs> oh, very true. Here. Very true. What are we? As, I heard you guys at the. So I heard I didn't listen to last week's show because I have zero time in my life to listen to shit. Uh, unless it's Yacht Rock. If you guys are on the Yacht Rock, I would listen to Yacht Rock. And I didn't want spoilers for Dynamite because I got to watch Dynamite Friday. I don't know. You know it's it's Tony. weird that we weren't on Yacht Rock because we just sang Hollow Notes the entire show. So. Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah. So Tony was like, oh. Awesome. What happened? Why did they have to ban somebody? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Because I have not listened yet. 
Oh, there's some weirdos that come in the comments and you have to ban yeah, them. No, and I don't think he's talking about you're mistakenly banning Mike Peterson for five minutes. <laughs> no, he's talking... I, was here, I was here for that. No, no there these is. were just those like those uh, obvious uh, accounts coming to like yell slurs and stuff. That's all. Psycho, racist, sexist idiots that we banned. That's all. <coughs> oh my God, buddy. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, Better than you burping every two minutes with your Zevia. <laughs> yeah, I use my cough button. Um, <laughs> actually, you actually coughed. Yeah, I don't have a Can't cough fade, button. Bro. I? I mean, you can mute your mic. No, once they hear that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. You want me to cough into the mic all night? I'll cough into the mic. Oh, it's gonna be such a quick episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every time anyway. every time I have to burp, I'm just gonna play this sound bite. I have a small dick. Perfect. I mean, that's fine. That's perfect. Right. I'm getting like PPSU somebody... from the coughing. That's all You're I getting, did. <laughs> getting what? PP what? PP? PTSD from all the coughing. That's all I did my entire week last week. <laughs> um yeah, uh I just wanna say on the banning, I think that means we made it, guys. Right, like yeah. we had Rando show up just to talk shit. Yeah, but they're probably just Kate uh, stalkers. So, like, do we really want to? <laughs> I probably brought him in, so you're welcome. Do we you question? Me. Question for the group: Kate stalkers are they more towards uh, Brian Adams' Night Stalker character or Silk stalkings? Ooh, it's a toss up. Uh, if it was like a tug of war. Which side would the Kate stockings go towards? I'm going silk stockings. Yeah, especially with that see-through CM Punk shirt Jesus got now. Probably, right. but though I think there might be a little bit of that DDP stalker character thrown in as well. Oh, terrible character. Oh, awful, but that's why <laughs> I think for Kate stalkers, that's appropriate. Terrible character. I'm, I'm re-watching that. Because <laughs> I, I completely have zero memory of that error. Like, I think that's when I stopped watching. So I've been going back and watching all of the pay-per-views and the Raws and Smackdowns in chronological order, which, you know, in a perfect world, you'd be able to do that on the WWE Network. And hopefully Tony, Khan, Tony Khan's learning not to make the same mistakes WCW is making. So when he uh, gets enough for a streaming library service, hopefully he doesn't make the same mistakes the WWE Network has made on Peacock because it fucking sucks. It's bad, but it's real they bad. didn't even have that fixed on the the old network, right? Like, even no, the old but network. if I want to watch fucking SummerSlam 80, uh, 92, I got to go season one, season the season three. thing makes no sense. No. Suck me, Peacock. Suck me. That's how I feel about you. I can't you imagine the... paying a billion dollars for something to roll it out that poorly. Like, that's what blows my mind. I don't get it. Would you say that the WWE, uh, Network now sucks the cock. Ding, ding, ding. And you don't like my puns. It's cock joke. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. That rules. Let's see if I can organize this. Since I didn't watch any wrestling, I might as well do the soundboard proper. Thanks. <laughs> so, guys. He sounds like Mutley when he laughs. 
most delightful disaster. <laughs> We're just falling apart at the seams. There's no dynamite. To, this is what happens. I need to uh, break the wall again because break, the walls uh, down. break down the walls. So Matt had to. Hey, what happened to your screen there, pal? I told you my camera auto follows me, and I reached over to grab something. <laughs> um. So uh, I do have to, uh, you know, break down the fourth wall here. Matt uh, reached out before and said, uh, it'll be great not to do a show that lasts like three hours. He said something about a show going to midnight, keeping it tight. And, uh, of course, we're now on track to do a four-hour epic. No, first of all, we're not because there's really very little to talk about. Secondly, I've never said the words... Let's keep it tight. Who fucking talks uh, like that? Nothing. Go ahead. Look. Nothing says keep it tight. I think I'm I said looking. it to a show before that's done before midnight. Okay. Well, I uh, added a little bit of color and flavor to it. Keep I spiced. It I punched it up. I hope you choke on your fucking twenty dollar coffee too, you hipster <clears throat> douche. Keep it tight, you fucking hand job. Okay. Ryan, wow. I feel like. I feel like mommy hit daddy. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, wait, wait till Sunday. Oh, by the way, I like that you made Matt mommy in that situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. Here it is. Wait till I get my wig. <laughs> Are you get- if you if you came on here with a wig, I mean that would Ain't end the great? all wig work. If that that would end all wig work on this show. <laughs> then that would be a wigwam. Oh my goodness. The boo. So we Bye. don't we we have a little bit to catch Let's up on. It. Give it to me. I'll I'll let you go. Go ahead. <laughs> you can talk. I got nothing to say. Here I can make it work. Rampage starts out with CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. Do we want to talk about it? Yes, this man. We should fuck it slapped. <laughs> we should let you know CM Punk defeated Daniel Garcia. CM Punk wrestling in long pants again. He's going back and forth between the long pants and the shorty shorts. Um, I also enjoyed how in the lead into this, uh, the interview he did with Mark Henry that kind of backstage interview they do. Uh, I like how he called uh, he called 2.0 Nasty Boys Little Brothers. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yes. I like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Kate, you're a CM Punk, Mark. Why don't you tell us about this match? I am. I, I loved this match, and I didn't love the promo from 2.0 leading into this match because they – did the like you were the voice of the voiceless and you picked up your ball and went home thing and I was like he already said he's not the voice of the voiceless and I get it because that's the heel thing that you're gonna retread but it just seemed like very tired to me uh like what punk had to say kind of weird doing the like main event mark henry spot opening up the show but good enough uh I thought the match was fantastic I really like that in the matches that we've seen from punk so far he's playing veteran story of just outwitting guys so it makes every match feel kind of close like i feel like um that that makes it seem like he could lose at any moment because he just kind of keeps outwitting people and is being super clever 
not necessarily giving super dominant performances, which I think is really strong. So I, I like that it makes the matches feel suspenseful because one of these times, darn it, he is going to lose to one of these young kids. They're going to be super, super over. So I thought it was really great. Daniel Garcia is incredible. Him versus uh, Brian Danielson someday is going to be ridiculous. But this was really great. Uh, I feel like Garcia's strengths and Punk's strength are so different that it just made for a really great opening match and a lot of a lot of really fun spots in there. But Garcia's so young and adds so much to this company as far as the type of wrestler that he is. I really enjoyed this. Schlong, what did you think about this match? You're da- hey, Schlong, you're Daniel Garcia, Mark. What did you think about this match? I mean, I, I think I might be. I love Daniel Garcia, apparently. Like, I wasn't as familiar with him until his run here. The, the kid, I'm going to say man, but he's still like a kid. He's so intense. Like, I, he has... He kind of, I don't, you know, I hate to compare everyone to Kurt Angle who comes out who's intense and, and athletic, but he reminds me of Kurt Angle where you just like, I know he can be comedic. I've seen Daniel Garcia on, on some YouTube stuff that do some more comedy, but when he wants to be serious, you believe um, everything about him is is real and he means it and he cares and every kick, every punch, every move is so serious and intense. I loved it. And Punk punk tells good stories in the ring which i i love that is more than really cool moves i love a good story and he tells really good stories in each of his matches they've been different but similar um but the similarity is important because he is still the elder coming back it's only you know his what third match so he's gonna still be telling that story of the guy working out like working out the kinks but at the same point he wasn't getting physically dominated like he was by Hobbs in this match it was a more technical style so he's great at telling that story and I really enjoy it. I think now we're getting to the point after this match, we can talk about later where punk's going to have to pick a young opponent and work maybe like a longer program with them. Now we've seen a couple quick ones, which I was perfectly okay with. I love it. Maybe it's Ricky Starks. Maybe he works a longer program with Ricky Starks and it's, they don't have the match right away and they, they talk a little bit and because punk's best attribute as good as he is in the ring is selling it with his, you know, on the mic. So I want to see a couple weeks of him really selling a feud. And I think a Ricky Starks would be great to sell that feud with. So kind of hoping that's where they go next, but. I just want to call out. Yeah, I, I don't have the power to pull up a comment. Uh, Tim and Joel call it a, in the ring. <laughs> Punk's going to wear a singlet this week and throw us all off. I can't think of a weirder choice for Punk to make, but uh, yeah, I agree with everything that that Schlong just said on, on top of that. That's really I, I hope it's Starks. I, I hope it's that guy. Yeah, I think that, you know, clearly uh, seeing what they're going to do kind of next week, what they're lining up the show for, or in a couple of days, um, they're going to start to to stretch CM Punk out a little bit. Matt clearly wants to talk. Matt, uh, what would you like to say? I'd like to ask a question. Yes. May I? May I? Yes. Put on your booker hats. Kate mentioned it before. Someone, one of these young guys, maybe it was Kate or Ryan. I don't know. I was fucking with my soundboard. Um, <clears throat> who would you have beat the CM Punk? Who's the young guy? Who's the young upstart? I'd like to throw to Kate first, only because she's the punk mark. So who would you like to see find, you know, be the guy to beat Punk? 
Oh, and and Kate, before you answer, if you have any fucking fightful spoilers, can you avoid giving those to us, please? I never. I know you would. like. The fucking, I know you like the spoilers. You have fun ruiner, ruining everything. Uh, no one I do love spoilers, and I never get them for fightful. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I feel like maybe Jungle Boy is a good first, but it's that's just a little tricky because they're both baby face right now. I. I think that could be a really fun way for Punk to eventually turn heel. I wouldn't hate it being Starks if they're going to do like three matches or something. But I feel like Jungle Boy uh, with a with a Punk heel would be a, a really good story to tell. I don't know if Adam Page counts as a young guy. <laughs> but if he does, the straight edge kid versus the drunk cowboy thing I think is is perfectly set up for that uh in in a title or a non-title situation but i don't know if he he counts because i feel like he kind of bridges the gap between those generations a little bit schlong is a as a i guess a guy who watches a lot of the young talent on the darks uh is there anybody you would see uh taking it from punk so he's a young talent, but truthfully, he's already like their main event level. It, to me, it should be MJF. You have them both going for their next title shot. Like they're both getting lined up as the guys who are going to be going for the title shot and have MJF beat Punk to earn that title shot. Get MJF a ton of heat going into it, have him win the title. And then he's rolling with just, I'm not going to use nuclear because that's someone else is ruining that term, but he's <laughs> he's going to just have shit tons of heat going into to you know a belt run that's how i would do it only because i can't think of anyone else it has to be main event level and i think he's the closest and ha- could gain a ton from it even though he's already main event level guys you've all missed the mark <clears throat> and i know asian joe got it right he says it's got to be marco stunt okay. i will ban you i will ban you asian joe just know that <laughs> The, here, here's my problem with it being Marco Stunt. I've thought this through. Marco oh, Stunt he's doesn't a, need unbelie- it. He's, an, he's a not believable wrestler? No. Marco Stunt oh. doesn't need it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. already at that level now. We made. know how good he is. We know he should be champion. In fact, he's going to hold every belt at once, including the women's titles. They're just going to throw them all on him because he's that good. He's got hair like a girl, so. He has beautiful oh. hair. How dare you? I hate your guts! He's got a great head of lettuce. You can't deny that. Well, then let us move on. Yeah, please. Way to ruin the bit, Joe. Thanks. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Just to, I guess, give you my answer, Matt, and then I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, I don't know... uh, I don't know who they could go. Like, I think it should be one of the kind of younger homegrown talents, like a jungle boy. MJF would also be good. Uh, I see both of those. Um, But I almost feel like they could do something like make it somebody like Malachi black, even though he's not homegrown. Um, You know, punk is kind of going through all these guys and then eventually gets to Malachi Black and Malachi Black destroys him almost like he did Cody. Um, And maybe that takes him out and he comes back and, you know, he's better than ever. But it's a I'd like to see it be somebody like a juggle boy or an MJF because those guys would deserve it. And, And he's talked so highly about the younger talent. I mean, he's already worked these three matches with their younger talent. Uh 
and guys that they've brought in, you know, like uh, Diego Garcia. So, um, you know, I could see it kind of going either way. Uh, I'm going to just throw, for the sake of having somebody different in here, I'll say Malachi Black. I'll take it. Like that. Matt, what about you, Booker Hat Matt? Uh, I I would like a Ricky Starks. Okay. To be honest with you, and someone who's not a younger guy, but I think definitely needs a huge win, who's kind of been, I don't know, I don't think we've seen all that much of him, Andrade. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sean Spears, which I actually wouldn't have hated either. But yeah, no, they never cool. they never give me what I want with Sean Spears. You know, the 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 glove gimmick that was good, and that's that disappeared, and now. I don't know what he's doing. He's like a finger puppet. Give me what I want. <laughs> the pop. That's a very tiny finger hole for my fat finger here. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, there was a Leo Rush segment backstage with Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. And uh, Leo says that he'll get Seidel a match against CM Punk next week on Rampage. Uh, and we'll preview that a little bit later, but uh, it looks like that is lined up to happen on Rampage this week. So, um, still don't see Leo Rush in the ring. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him. He might retire again? I don't know. Um, does this Leo Rush thing work for anybody? Uh, I'll jump in. If, if it goes to him prying private party away from the Hardy family office. I'm super in on it. If it doesn't go there, I don't know where it's going. But the Hardy family office just isn't really working for me. They just keep losing a lot and interrupting. <laughs> like I, I, there's nothing really happening. Like it's a group of people. I feel like they're serving as jobbers that shouldn't be serving as <clears throat> jobbers. So that is not great. And I feel like Leo Rush, uh, prime prying private party away from them could be really good for everyone involved. And on top of that, I think what I liked about this so far with Leo Rush is that he's trying to be like a more honest manager and earnest stripes and say like, hey, if I can get you this match, you should pay attention to me because I'm doing the things I say instead of like vice versa and being sneaky about it. So if it goes there, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that's, if it goes that way that that will work for me. I it's a little early to see, you know. I was impressed with Kate saying prying private party a couple times there. I didn't think I wouldn't have been able to pull that off. Um I'm I'm indifferent to it right now only cuz I'm not as familiar with Leo Rush outside of his WWE run. I didn't follow him as much on the regular indies. I hear he can do a lot of cool stuff, so that would be awesome if you put him with the right team and they have cool trios matches. That could be amazing. Uh, I actually, like Kate said, I kind of like what he's doing as like the honest manager thing. I'm curious to see that they have him going with Dante Martin. That's pretty intriguing because they're very clearly high on him. So what's the play in there? I I'm not against it. I just don't have enough experience with him to be really positive or really negative one way or the other. I like the idea, as Kate said, of him uh, getting private party <clears throat> away from the Hardy family office. But I also really like the idea of him working with top flight. Um, you know, I think either 
team would be great for him to work with. I think there's similar styles there uh, to work within. And we've talked about it, about, you know, trios titles at some point happening. You know, that could be a good pairing, I think, either way. Listen, I've just never really been super high on Leo Rush. And with all the stuff that he's kind of gone through in the past, I just don't have any faith that this is going to last. So, um, well, Kate got really annoyed at that. She left altogether. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I guess we'll have to see what he does in the ring, right? Like Matt, uh, you know, will it matter to you? No, I, um, <laughs> I just don't care. I'm not a big Leo Rush fan. Uh, I know he's pretty, he's very talented in the ring can do amazing things, but you know, you make a fucking big stink. You're retiring a couple months ago. You need to focus on your family, your rap career, all that other bullshit, whatever. I know it's professional wrestling. No one ever retires. I just, I don't know. I'm just not into him. I've never been into him. The minute he showed up in the WWE, I was like, eh. you know, I just, I don't care. I just, I'm not interested. Uh, if he gets in the ring, he'll do amazing shit. Um, you know, working with Top Flight will be will be good for Top Flight. But uh, I don't know. I'm just it's not something that pops off the page for me. I'm not super excited for, uh, you know, if you're going to tell me Leo Rush is going to be on Dynamite, I'm not really excited for that. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, it's, you know, still not really clear where they're going uh, with Leo Rush just yet. But when we move on from this, Lucha Brothers go against the acclaimed uh defending their titles and i don't think it's any surprise to anybody that uh the lucha brothers defeat the acclaimed um in the uh pre-match uh rap uh max caster i think insults arn anderson ben simmons uh and rocky balboa so that really brought the heat with schlong we know that actually you can ask kate except for maybe the rocky line this was mostly a face wrap in terms of being in Philly. Like Philly fans right now are not happy with Ben Simmons. So shitting on him is not a negative thing. So I was actually kind of, I even sent our text like this was a face wrap. Like I don't understand where they were coming from on this one, but the match was good. I liked the match. I mean, the acclaimed are, are, we are really good. Um, Bones is obviously awesome. And he, he brings a lot to that team because he's kind of, I don't think Max could pull off what he pulls off without someone like Bones behind him who has the the look and the athleticism to to make it seem real. And the Lucha Brothers are just amazing. I don't I don't think I've seen them have a bad match. The only time things are bad with them is when I think Ray uh, might have killed himself on a weird move. So it was it was quicker than I would have liked. I would have hoped they got a little bit more time, but for what it was, it was really good. Yeah, for for an hour long show, I think you got about the match you would expect to get, right? Like the length. Um, I just I, there was no question the acclaimed were not winning this match, right? So like that's my only beef. It's like you know you know the acclaimed is not winning, and there's not really going to be anything going on. It's not an issue because I like to see Lucha Brothers on TV, but it's just like you know give me give me someone I think has an actual shot, right? Uh, Matt, you want to jump in and say something there? Uh, I was going to say typical of uh, the dumb Philadelphia fans to get upset about a statue of a fictional character. I don't even think they cared. They were cheering them. I'm telling you, that was a face rap. I don't think anyone was mad at it. I don't care about the rap. Philadelphia's garbage. 
You got super mad about a mascot. Who the fuck are you talking about? Stupid town with your dumb statues of fake people. I just want to also add that um, Bowen's got his nuts stamped out, which is now called the Redeem These Nuts. So uh, that was just the only thing missing from everybody else's highlights of this match. I hope he's okay, and so are his friends down there. <laughs> oh boy, his friends! You said yeah. nuts like four. You said nuts like four times, and then you said his friends. Yeah, I got. Yeah, she got, she got shy on the last one. Just well, commit, just, commit to the nuts, Kate. I I just didn't want to. I just I didn't want to wear. He out said balls because of testes. I'm so sick of promos with the word balls in it. I don't even want to use them. Sperm anymore. factory. Those are trees now, according to Brian Danielson. So. Sperm factory. Guys, moving on. We have a ladies match. Kind of. Uh, well, <laughs> it is uh, it is a ladies match. It's uh, Jade Cargill. Shut up. It's uh, Sky Blue. Uh, I don't know if anybody thought that Sky Blue had a shot here, but Jade Cargill defeats Sky Blue. Um, and, uh, it was a really quick match and, uh, Jade is going to win or she claims she plans on winning the TBS championship tournament. Um, so Kate, uh, I believe you had an issue with this ladies match. Why don't you go first? I didn't really have an issue with this as much as in the context of wrestling this week, the treatment of women's matches. I didn't like that this was extremely short. I think that Sky Blue got a lot of really good selling in for as short as the match was. Um, it was just, this at least made sense for being a squash, but they continued to just put such a short amount of emphasis on women's wrestling. This was at least well booked and made sense, but in the context of also watching SmackDown and Raw, it's just exhausting uh, to come out every week and complain about women's wrestling and how it's being treated especially when Impact fucking crushed it on Saturday. So, uh, but this this makes sense. Jade is pretty green still, and she should be this dominant over someone as inexperienced as Sky Blue. Even though Jade is that inexperienced, she's obviously being poised to be a monster here, right? So despite it being a squash and despite there being such little women's wrestling on AEW television, this was logical booking. I don't want them to put the title on Jade. I think they're going to do that. Um, but... We saw some interactions with her and Thunder Rosa after, which makes that interesting. But I don't think you want to strap this to Thunder Rosa either when she's going to dethrone Brit, not necessarily in the imminent future, but the somewhat near future. So uh, this was exactly what it was going to be. No surprise here. I just would rather see the title go on somebody who can make other people look great with it, like a Sarita Deeb or a Ruby Soho, than someone as inexperienced as your inaugural champ here. Yeah, and you beat me to the punch there. The you know the fact that they aren't building a story here between <clears throat> Jade and Thunder Rosa, right? Because of what happened after the match, where you know Cargill lays in some kicks to Sky Blue, and then Thunder Rosa comes to make the save with the steel chair, and Jade kind of runs off before anything can happen. So at least it looks like they're trying to build some sort of stories through this tournament. Um, so we'll obviously have to see what goes on with the rest of the ladies who are going to be in this tournament, but they're trying to build some of these stories out. Um, Schlong, what'd you think of the match? I mean, it was what it was for a squash. The, it's 
the one thing that worries me is it's clear they don't think she can have extended matches, which worries me if she's going to have the belt because the one cool thing about the TNT title on the men's side is those matches are always really good. And I'm kind of hoping for the same thing out of the TBS title, which is those matches are always highlights. Um, that being said, Jade should be, even if Jade was great, I get it. She should be squashing people right now. They're building her up as a monster. Sky Blue kind of came out of nowhere for me, but she gets cheers everywhere she goes. I think they have a real nice young baby face there that they should probably sign because she's someone they could build up like and be one of their young faces in the women's division, which I think they need. Um, so that that's really what I got from it. Yeah, she didn't get the chance. She didn't get a win. She got beat pretty handily, but every match I've seen her and she's looked pretty good and she gets cheers. So I'm hoping they, they see that and go, Hey, we need to build the women's division up a little bit too. Let's get a young face in here who can get, you know, we can use over time. Oh my. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts on, uh, I will the their- be on the show every week and never watch wrestling. So he just does the soundboard. That's all. <laughs> no analysis from Matt, just the soundboard. Matt, I actually want to know your thoughts on the way that they're kind of booking Jade the way it looks like this tournament's going to go. I mean, they could always, you know, not do what we think they're going to do, but they're really building Jade up to be this kind of monster and run through this tournament. Uh, do you like that? I don't know. Do I do I like it? Not really. Um, she looks like a million bucks, but as everyone said, she's still very green. And uh, I don't know, man. That's a pretty big. You're switching. You're switching net. Not networks, but you're going over to to TBS, and you're gonna put this fucking title on it. That's got this giant logo, and it's people are gonna associate TBS and wrestling to her, and then they're gonna watch her wrestle. And maybe it's not so great. I, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Matt, what's uh, on your TV? I'm watching the hockey game. Okay. Is it on commercial? Because I just saw like a husky on your television. I think. Yeah, sorry. Oh. No, it's okay. <laughs> just distracting. Yeah, it's it's actually a rampage promo. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't like. I I get it. She's gonna be like a monster. <laughs> sorry. Oh, cough, cough. Um, but I don't think she should be the inaugural champion. I don't like the idea of her having the belt first because. I don't know. I just don't think she's ready yet. Do we think she loses in the finals? Like, are we over overbooking this? Like, her first I mean, loss, and then need... she could go insane. You know what I mean? Like, she's just pissed that she lost and goes does... around stepping on legit Layla or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> does smart Mark Sterling's interference backfire? That could work, too. It's possible. You're, still, you're protecting her, and, you know, she's reach she's hit hit as far as she can go with him clearly he's a distraction clearly cody Rhodes never learns that he should just not have brandy and arn with him and then jade decides to cut the fat unlike cody i mean uh that would be the heel move right like you fucked me now you're out right she just kicks him to the curb so i think that makes sense i mean do i think they would put this belt on jade yeah, I think that that's possible. But we also, they have not announced the full uh, bracket. Uh, we'll talk, I guess, a little bit about um, 
the tournament later and kind of the structure, but they just kind of announced the tournament and like four people who are going to be in it, but it's got to be a way larger tournament. So we'll talk about that a little later, but uh, moving on just so we can get through Rampage. Um, they did run down the card for next or, or this week. We'll talk about that later. They ran down Dynamite for Saturday. We'll talk about that later. The one thing I do want to mention before we get to Ricky and Brian Cage was they did announce that the World Title uh, World Title Eliminator Tournament is returning this year, and the finals will once again be taking place at full gear. The bracket is going to be released or revealed on a special Saturday Dynamite on October 16th. Get ready. Uh, we'll be ready. Thank you. Um, and then we get our interview backstage for Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. And um, we get the Philly Street Fight for the FTW Championship. Ricky Starks oh, versus yeah. Brian Cage. I totally missed that. Like a child. It's yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was vomit, Cage. I think that's what that was. Vomit. That's what, I, that's what I associate Philly with. I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, so Ricky Starks does wind up retaining the title here, pinning Brian Cage after uh, there is some shenanigans, but anything goes here. It's a Philly street fight. Um, Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs uh, run in for a stop towards the end here. Uh, Cage is able to fight them off and bust Ricky Starks open, but Hook Brother nails Brian Cage with a low blow, and that's all Ricky Starks needs. So, um, that's right. Uh, so, uh, that's pretty much all, uh, all that they need to do to retain here. Uh, and Team Taz celebrates, and the show goes off the air. So, um, Schlong, you're a Ricky Starks simp. Um, why don't you talk about this match first? So wait, when Kate's a fan of someone, she's a mark, but I'm a simp? It rhymes with Starks. Ding! Simp doesn't rhyme with Starks. Alliteration, but not rhyming. Oh. Okay, excuse <laughs> me, English major. Alliteration. It's alliterative. Just talk about that. You understand me? I mean, it was fine. I've been kind of over this feud. I want it to be done. I don't think it's doing either of them any favors. Um, I think Ricky should move on to what I hope is punk, but he can go anywhere. He's got a lot of options, and I think everyone there knows he's a star. Uh, I have no idea what Brian Cage will do next, and that's not. I don't want to be insulting the guy. I just don't know where they want to go with him. He's a face at this point, and he's a, a big dude, so you're going to try to want to play off that. I just don't know where. But the match itself was fine. I mean, I didn't expect a lot from it because I think these weird street fights on like a non-pay-per-view are usually weird. And I was waiting for the interference that came. And Hook is just a godsend, and we need more Hook. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Wow, that's unbelievable. I will say this: I I agree with Asian Joe here. Uh, Jericho yelling "Send Hook" uh, was the best commentary he's done. It was hilarious because uh, Taz was yelling "Send Hobbs," and Jericho said "Send Hobbs, send Hook," <laughs> which was pretty fantastic. Um, and then Taz Gabe, goes, send Hook and Hobbs. That's right. <laughs> the best of both worlds. Um, Kate, what do you think about this match? Do you, I mean, do you think that this is finally over? Like, I don't think it is because of the way this ended, but like, man, this should have been where it ended. Oh my gosh. I'm so over it. 
Uh, the match was fine. I don't know why you have a street fight that just stays in the ring the whole time. That was kind of weird. Like It didn't seem to go anywhere. So I guess the street was center of the ring street that they were fighting on. Um, I really am just so over this feud. I don't think it's done really either of them any favors. I know it's been halted by Stark's injury and Cage being out a little bit. So uh, I... It got stuck in the mud on on its own under no circumstances that they could control. But I just don't think that we've tapped into what Brian Cage can do really at all. Like, I don't know where he goes from this. Ricky Starks, I'm just familiar with as far as like NWA and what he can do. And I think he's looked really good. He's really sound psychologically in the ring too. Doesn't overbook himself in spots, which I really appreciate. Great on the mic. So I I don't know... I, 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 A, want this to be done, and B, I don't know where you go with Cage because I don't think this really did him any favors and it went on a very long time. Yeah, I just, um, you know, anytime they say street fight, I'm just like, okay, it's just going to be like a hardcore extreme rules match. Like, the, you know, they've done some matches that they do take you all over the place, so I was kind of hoping that's what they were going to do here, but it's never a given, so, like, that didn't necessarily bother me as much, I, I guess, Kate, but you're right. When they're really emphasizing street fights, you know, maybe you start <laughs> this in the, in the back. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have an issue with the match per se, but it's just like the way it ended. I just really don't have any faith that this is over. It's, you know, there's still an issue here, right? He didn't lose clean. Starks, you know, beat him with a, you know, help from his friend. So they're gonna have to have another match, probably in a cage, in a, a cage or a cell, right? Cage to keep in a everybody cage. out. Yeah, an Inception <laughs> cage. Matt, what yeah. do you do? You like this? Do you so hate like, this? I didn't see it, so I can't comment. I'm sorry. No, I mean this whole storyline, like, and the fact that it doesn't seem like it's going to be over. Uh, I mean, this AEW does this, right? They did it with the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. They did it with Miro and Kip and the Best Friends. They did it with Team Taz before this. Um, it's just what they do. You know, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, uh, this is going to go until full gear until we get a reset when all these other feuds end. So it's just what they do. You know, someone has to fall into that, that spot. It's not a bad spot. It's just, you know, kind of like we don't, uh, we don't care about this anymore. (laughs) I feel like Matt has had the most faith in cage out of all four of us. So I'm just curious, like, where would you, if you're putting your Booker hat back on, uh, what what would you book for him? Oh, there it is. Over the headphones. Very nice. What would you, what do you think is a good matchup for Brian Cage and AEW to get, like, involved in next? Um, it's a good question, Kate. Uh, we know he works well with the smaller guys who can bump for him and fly around for him. Um. Dobby? Uh, I don't know. Darby is with MJF. Um and we already we already got Darby Cage. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah. 
I, I really don't know. I don't know because he's supposed to be a face, right? He's the face. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question, Kate. It's a good question. Berg wants to change just... Miro that could slap. Yeah. Even somehow, I don't know how we get there, but Cajun Wardlow. I mean, uh, I know that that's not putting, you know, big guy with little guy, but I mean, it could be something, you know, to kind of see who the true kind of like monster is, right? Because they're kind of the same type of wrestler, although I don't think Wardlow's as athletic as um, <clears throat> as Brian Cage. Um, can I also throw this out there? Um, can can we uh, maybe chip in to get Matt a Booker hat that is just like Date Mike's Kangle hat? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think that needs to happen. Yeah, we can. Hi, I'm Booker Matt. Nice to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't know. If anybody wants to say anything else about Rampage, that was a show. You know, another... Uh, quick one hour of television uh, this week and late on a Friday night, some decent wrestling. Uh, all right, guys, I think this is probably a good time for us to take a little break. Um, when we come back, believe it or not, we're going to do something we haven't done in a long time. We're going to talk about dark, but dark elevation. What? Nothing. I thought you never mind. <laughs> We're going to talk about dark and dark elevation, but um, we lost Kate. You're not Gorps. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> We're not uh, Schlong. I hate to break it to you. We're not going to play the music because we don't want to. You know, now that we're on the YouTube's, we don't want to have any issues. So that's fair. We'll that rework. makes sense. What we'll rework it for the dark project that we're working on pulling together. Uh, so why don't we do this? Let's take a little break. We'll come back and talk dark, dark elevation. We'll preview the other shows and we'll take it home. So stay tuned. Uh, after we'll be back after these messages from the other, some of the other Jesus fine shows here on the shining wizards network. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, 
and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Dustin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of The Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Wrestling fans, you want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network. We're three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Well, we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Matt is all Matt is all fired up. Matt, I'll that, I think I'll you, that stairs. Oh, got another Zevia. Matt's got burp oh, juice. Oh God, <laughs> burp juice. <laughs> That's what that is. That's right. I'm fun. I'm sorry. I have fun, Matt. What did I do? Mockery. This felt like you were mocking me. No, I was just doing like a weird like burp dude burp juice dance. <laughs> a burp the burp juice dude. Dance. Well, I think I think beyond the Zevia, Matt's excited for uh, something else he wants to talk about here. Yes, Kate Kate put it out there before, and I uh, I didn't want to upset the the crew. But over on the Wizards Podcast at Wizards Podcast, we're doing a giveaway hundred dollar gift card. The Pro Wrestling Tees. That means. 
you're going to get this beautiful $100 gift card. And if you're smart, you wait till they do the 20% off sale. You get a little extra. You know what I'm saying? You get this free $100 gift card. Um, and how you win is very easy. You follow the Shining Wizards at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Then you subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash the Shining Wizards. Show proof that you have uh, subscribed using the hashtag shining wizards and that's it you're entered we're gonna draw a winner monday during the at uh, the show i'm literally writing everyone's names on pieces of paper every night i come home and i write your twitter handle on a piece of paper and i'm gonna put them in a giant fishbowl a giant fishbowl and i'm gonna pull it out monday night if we get to 200 subscribers by monday i'm giving away 200 gift cards to pro wrestling tees i'll go wow. crazy i'm a crazy person right now all right he's crazy maddie I got my fucking golf bonus, and you know what? I want to give back. I want to give back to the wrestling community and the people that support the Shining Wizards. And because of this wonderful stream yard, we're now on YouTube. The Mark Order podcast is on YouTube, and I want to drive subscribers up, up, and away. Well, I'm excited. A... I'm excited. I'm going to fucking wrestling Sunday. I'm going to Philadelphia. I'm going to piss and shit all over the street because that's what those people do. Boo. Boo. Shut your fat mouth, schlong. You know, you're a hefty man, too. It feels a little hurtful that you're just targeting the weight issue here. I know, but I shaved my beard. I feel skinny. <laughs> Goldilocks and the three bears. That's right, but you're not coming Sunday, Kate. I know. I'm sad. Yeah, get fucked, Kate. Wow. I was not going to so say that. I wasn't going to say that. that seemed, yeah, oh, that that's bad. it. It's not the fat stuff that you're throwing out at Schlong. It's just simply get fucked. Look, I had a rough day. The Spanish kid called me an elephant. He called me a cow. All right? Why so many You're tossing it this way? Yeah, I got to throw the hate somewhere. I can't throw it at my wife. What are you kidding me? She'll put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger. You're fucking out of your mind. That's true. It's like, oh, my God. That's fair. Well, uh, I remember I earlier in the show when you were like, "What rage?" That's what we're talking about. That's the rage. It's not real rage, though. I'm just an entertainer, oh, okay. like the Billy Joel song. I it's am the song. entertainer. A lot of Billy Joel, to- Billy Joel tonight. Hell yeah! Too much, if you ask me. Um, what do you got beef with Billy Joel, brother? Not a fan. Oh um, my god! What are you, a fucking communist? I'm just not a fan. I don't I'm need to hear all the songs Billy about Joel. Long Island. Um, an 80s doo-wop Joel. Awesome. Longest time. Uh, Keeping the faith. All I can think about. For the longest time. Okay, but in Step Brothers, when they're like, only the 80s stuff, that's all I can think about with 80s Joel. (laughs) Yes. Entertainer. Really do 80s Joel. Asian Joe, anything is possible. Let's go throw it out there. Uh, Asian Joe wants to know if your wife is Arn Anderson. She is the enforcer. Perhaps. Absolutely. I really quick, since we plug the wizard stuff, I just want to make sure we're plugging our stuff too. Uh, follow us on social at Mark Order Pod. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, fa- subscribe to us on the YouTube. It looks like everybody's holding stickers up. I'm going to do the same thing. And we don't have it's a Patreon. T- I don't know. Recycle your fucking hold it up empties okay oh i was just grabbing things to hold i'm sorry (laughs) okay well um i do we don't have a patreon so i'm gonna thank the people who have reached out uh and requested some free stickers from us so thank you to roland 
Tom and Faith, David, Chris Butt, Kyle Tyson, uh, Matt Braden, uh, Braden Bergen, yeah, Cassidy Haynes, Joe Walsh, Mike, and oh fuck Joe Whatever. Walsh, I agree. Um, Joe also did tell me I did find out I didn't know he's going on a road trip to Colorado, uh, and he go, he said uh, you should have sent me more because I would stick him on a bunch of like one way street signs. I'm like that's just a waste of stickers, my friend. Yeah, I hope, gets eaten, I hope he gets eaten by a mountain lion. Oh, boy. Uh, I, that's harsh. But uh, if he does, I hope he's placed those stickers accordingly before that right. happens. Maybe he just loses stickers going to waste. Maybe just he comes back with a nub. A nub? Oh, boy. He's like a mountain lion. coordinated with two feet. Maybe he loses a hand. Spoiler alert. Oh. We're not finishing before midnight. We're not. Why? Uh, so, what anyway. We, talk about? we call him Jim Abbott. Well, that, that, oh, that's it's a good no one. hitter with one hand. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's very true. So, uh, thanks everybody who got stickers. If you'd like to receive your free Mark Order podcast stickers, just hit us up, uh, slide up in our DMs. Uh, let me know uh, your name and address where I can send those stickers. We'll send them uh, anywhere worldwide, baby. Uh, so, just let me know uh, where you want stickers and I'll send them out promptly. Thank you. Um, and I think that's it right now. So why don't we jump in? Now, as I said, we're not going to play the old music schlong because we don't want the hit. You know, I don't know all the rules and the regulations, but let's we just also, say. We can also get booted from the stream yard, FYI. That's we true. Could, yeah. That's true. So let's just say we used to use some, uh, f- you know, versions of songs that were like I gotcha, you know, I gotcha, popular. I gotcha. Bring it back, folks. It's time for a little tip of the schlong. But I can say this: we're gonna bring this back in some form uh, at a future date. It won't be called a little tip of the schlong anymore, but it will feature schlong, a little little tip of some heavy schlong on that show. Uh, So. Ryan, why don't you take us through Dark Elevation? All right, so I'm going to not go through every match because that's just not. Um, there's a couple squashes in there. Penelope Ford versus Notorious Mimi. Uh, Santana Ortiz put, beat Adrian Soriano and Matthew Omen. Uh, Tay Conte beat Danny Moe. And Ruby Soho and Emmy Sakura had a – actually, theirs wasn't a squash. They had a decent match. Um I actually don't mind what Emmy's doing right now. She has this uh, person with her called Lulu Pencil, and that is cracking me up because Lulu's kind of funny. So there's at least character development there, and they're using her a lot. So it's been turning. I know, Matt, you don't like the the, the Yoshis. Um, he does so, call them Yoshi and not Joshi, too. He does. Yeah, so they're not they're not Yoshis? No. So. Joshi. Oh, wait, so they're not, they're not dinosaurs that run around swallowing apples whole? And spitting out Joshi, turtle shells. Joshi gets pretty weird sometimes. That could be a story there. <laughs> okay, I was mistaken. That's Go more. Ahead, look, to be be fair, that's more of a Chaco Pro type of thing. That's her. Ah, very true. Right, so I'm going to highlight three matches now. I will say this: in general, Elevation, since they moved Dark to the Studio Show, Elevation has gotten pretty good. Um, I think it's helped that Rampage is after, so they've kind of tightened everything up. You don't have six hours of filming. Um, dark going till three in the morning, so it's really helped elevation. Um, 
I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the first of the three matches. I just want to point out it was the Butcher, the Blade, and Private Party, the Hardy Family Office, versus Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and Best Friends. The only real part I'm going to point out about this, well, there's two. One is that you had a lot of young talent in that ring, which was really cool. I mean, of the eight guys, five of them, I would say, are all young talent. The other thing is, even though he ate the pin, this was another step for Lee Johnson where he uh, – he was showing a lot of fire and a lot of aggression. He kind of put himself in the ring and was the one kicking ass. That's why he ended up eating the pin because he was the only one in the ring fighting. So just something to look out for that that seems to be where they're going with him, trying to get him a little more aggressive, which is considering how good he is with his in-ring work, some form of a personality would really help him out in an aggressive one. If they team him with Armed Anderson, that would really help out. Uh, so that's nothing there. So now we're going to get to the two matches that I think everyone here – we should want to talk about because I think not only do they involve friends of the show, these were actually one of them was an amazing match and the other was just a good match that was highly entertaining. Yes. Real quick, I just want to say that uh Lee Johnson ate the pin. So Kate, that's a win for the Hardy family office. They're not just losing every week. That's a win. That is, but they mostly lose. I'm just glad to see Brock Anderson survived his dad. So that's good. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> Sorry, Shalom. Go ahead. I, I, no, you're, you're, that's a good call. I actually pointed out when I was doing my tweeting that I like the fact that the Hardy family office was the established group and team. They should win that match. Right. I hate yeah. when thrown together teams beat established teams. It just then it kills the logic of having a team and, and all that. So I really like that. So the first match I'm going to get to um, is Joey Janela versus Crowbar. So, friend of the Shining Wizards, I've never met the, or interviewed the man, but I think Matt has a few times, and Kate is a big fan of Crowbar, and I think Ant, by his reaction, is a big fan of Crowbar. This match, if anyone didn't catch it, started out just simple back and forth. Uh, Crowbar was getting the better of Joey Janela, so he decided he was going to leave, and out comes good old Blue Meanie, who did his dance, and somehow that dance scared Joey Janela back to the ring. Not quite sure why, but it did. And then they had a pretty good match. There's a spot. Um, Joey Janelle ended up getting the win, which I think everyone expected because he's kind of getting a little bit of a push, at least on the, the dark and elevation side of things. There's a spot where Kayla Rossi does a, um, I'm going to call it Frankensteiner because that's what it was to me, or you know, off the top rope. And Crowbar tweeted it. It was literally an exact reenactment of a move that uh, Daphne did in her first match. So to Crowbar. So like it was kind of like Crowbar then did it with Kayla Rossi is like kind of like an honor to her. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was real fun. I think Crowbar came out. People were a little shocked. I don't think Crowbar is someone everyone expects to see anymore. But it was kind of fun hearing like Tony Schiavone be like, I haven't called a match for him in, since 2001 and all the, the excitement. And it was just it ran that nice uh, gamut of being a good match, but also very entertaining, at least to me. I'd like to at least say this. I was a little surprised at how dead the crowd was during that match on the uh, broadcast of Elevation. It seemed like that should have done a little bit better with the crowd. I mean, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable match. You know, Crowbar and the Blue Meanie. Um, Janela, who's, you know, done more hardcore stuff, you know, trying to get, you know, heat from the crowd. And he seemed to do that. But I was just really kind of surprised that the crowd just died at Crowbar and not really too much for the blue meanie. Like it just seemed kind of dead. It was kind of disappointing. I did enjoy the match. Yes, man. 
I, I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, with all due respect to the Blue Meanie, every time a promotion runs in Philadelphia, he is a special surprise. So it kind of takes away the luster there. You know, like, it's not a, he's, you know, he's going to show up every time. They're in every MLW show, every GCW show, every AW show, Impact, he's there. Yeah, it just, it just seemed like this whole thing was a little dead, uh, but the match was, was good. And uh, my goodness, Schlong, uh, were you going to go into the the kind of post-match what happened to you? Because I at least want to call out another Kayla Rossi moment that I really uh, thought was pretty impressive. I don't want to jump the gun here, though. No, I was actually, I figured you, you, you're a big fan of Kayla Rossi, so I was kind of leaving a little bit of her stuff to you. Um, I mean, I'll say this. If you put her and Jade Cargill together as a tag team, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'll never talk again. You'll never get me to talk. I don't know what I'll do. Um, uh, although I, I think Kayla Rossi is uh, is a little more athletic than Jade Cargill because post-match, Sonny Kiss comes into the ring and, and you know has his little run in and then Janela gets the better of him uh, and Kayla Rossi helps out. And I don't know what the move is called, to be honest, but it was like this uh, twisting front flip, a corkscrew, a corkscrew moonsault or something like that, um, that Kayla Rossi hit on uh, on Sunny Kiss. Now, she didn't land a dead center, but I mean, she got around. I mean, I was very impressed for somebody who we haven't seen in the ring do really much of anything. And the the Frankensteiner and that corkscrew moonsault, I guess, uh, were pretty fucking impressive to me. I don't know if either of you guys feel the same thing, but I was, I, I'm hoping we get to see her in the ring at some point. I think she's got some talent. Yeah, so I also just really liked the match between Janela and Crowbar. I thought it was really fun to span generations of two wrestlers who kind of operated in the same style. And later on uh, Elevation, they did a very non-in-character <laughs> promo from Crowbar, not lecturing the demographic, but sincerely speaking from the heart. And he's been putting over Janelle on Twitter a ton and stuff, just saying that he saw him and saw himself in him and what a, a special uh, opportunity it was for, for them to get in the ring together on a televised promotion and how great that was. So definitely worth going and, and seeing that because Crowbar just is one of the most authentic people I think in this industry. But the match I thought was great. I'm kind of with you, Ant. I thought the crowd would have been more into it or into it in a more sustained way. Um, and I actually thought Blue Meanie kind of got a pretty decent pop, but maybe I'm just remembering wrong. But to Matt's point, he's like, always the Philadelphia battle Royal entrant, whatever, like it was not surprising to see him. So, um, but great stuff all around. And yeah, Kayla Rossi looks like a million bucks and seems like she can move a little bit. <laughs> That's for sure. She hasn't done a yeah. ton, but what we've seen, uh, she's, she's looked great. And I, I kind of like her and Janela. That's who the bad boy chooses to go to the ring with. You know what I mean? Like that pairing makes sense to me. I really like that. So, and I like the fire that we saw out of sunny post-match too. I, getting laid out uh, is an appropriate development for the story. And I just, people love Sunny Kiss as they should. And I think we're going to see, I'm I'm glad this story is a longer burn because it was built up for so long too. Like it, it should kind of have a longer payoff. So I really liked everything about this segment. 
Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Kate, on Kayla Rossi being paired with Janela. You're right. Like, this is the person he pairs himself with, and he he's using her perfectly, right? Like, he hid behind her yeah. at one point so Crowbar couldn't get to him. <laughs> and then as soon as he turns his back, he kind of, like, pushes her aside and, you know, gets to Crowbar. It's It's perfect. It's a good pairing. She's, you know... She reminds me of early China, right? Where China would just stand there with her arms folded uh, and yes. be that heater. So I think that uh, I think that they're using her right right now. She's showing a little bit of what hopefully she could pull off in the ring. So hopefully at some point we get to see her do something in that women's division. Hey, maybe they'll surprise us and she'll be a, a surprise entrant into the uh, TBS tournament. Who knows? They need to fill that up. Very true. So now we move on to what was not only the match of elevation, it was a match that absolutely could have been on Dynamite. It's a match that a lot of people have been talking about. And it features Lee Moriarty and LSG versus FTR. This match was incredible. Matt, I know you, your, your time is limited, but I would encourage you to go watch this. I think everyone showed up. I mean, everyone knows how good FTR is. What's that, Ant? I see you. I, I just want to say this. You don't need to watch for LSG. He's not going to show you anything. <laughs> so don't worry about that. If anything, you're just really going to watch for Lee Moriarty. That's not that, LSG. Yeah. No. Not LSG. Okay. Just want to clarify that. So we know how good, we know how good FTR are. I mean, they, they never disappoint. Uh, <coughs> Lee Moriarty and LSG made a great team. Uh, Lee is super athletic. He was pulling out some awesome moves. I'm going to disagree with Ann on this one because I feel <laughs> like, uh, listen, Lee rightfully so was getting a lot of praise, but it felt like he was getting, I think because he he signed in AEW, he was getting the majority of the praise because people were then future booking him as to like, well, we he should fit, you know, him versus Garcia or him versus Punk because he signed. By no means was LSG dead weight in this match he absolutely carried and did just as much good stuff he he was the for lack of a better term the heater to, to lee a little bit where lee was the more smaller uh quicker guy L lsg had to be a little bit the stronger guy which is funny because lsg can get up and go but by no means was he left behind he delivered on the, uh, the level two and i think that if anything if i'm tony khan and i'm seeing this i'm like wait a minute we got to bring this guy back because he just went out with our new hire who's everyone's talking about and are one of our top tag teams and absolutely delivered a great match and did not look out of place. He looked like he belonged there. Um, it really was just a great match. And of course FTR wins, but they earned, they had to earn the win. It was not a squash. It was as competitive as you could get. I never for a second, obviously thought that Lee and LSG would win because they're not an established team in AEW, but I, I encourage anyone to go watch this match, you're going to see why AEW signed Lee Moriarty. You, you'll, I mean, you should watch all the stuff and you'll see it, but you'll definitely see in this match. And you should think before Ant trashes them some more, you, this should <laughs> encourage AEW to sign LSG. Fucking schlong, go with the bit here. We can't do the sign LSG thing. This was my kids. I want to show already, rankings. <laughs> you already, you already burned that. You can't use that bit twice. So sorry, Asian Joe. Mine's not a bit. That. Mine's a legitimate request. Mine was sincere, and I didn't want to talk about the rankings, but uh, just to piggyback off of what, what Schlong was saying over here, I really liked this match, and what I loved about it was that 
you had a collision of ring styles in, in a few ways, but the psychology of this match and the way it was structured is something that completely stands out in, in elevation because I think it's usually like showcases of how people can wrestle, but the schoolboy spot where the ref was distracted was fantastically timed. Like there were so many nuanced spots in this that everybody was doing stuff that made sense. Lee Moriarty is fantastic. Uh, he had spots with uh, FTR as a unit being in the ring that were just fantastic with both of them. I think Gio got to show a ton of what he can do, which is great because he's not just like a high flyer as the ace of space. He was very fundamentally sound and got to show like what he can do on the mat as far as a lot of what we've been seeing in the pure wrestling in, in ROH, uh, locking up in the beginning of this match as well. Um, so I just really liked that there was a story here, even though it was people who, have, who aren't facing each other on a regular basis still being told, and FTR is so invaluable in that way. So I just it was nice to see the versatility of what LSG can do here. Lee Moriarty is incredible. He was trending on Twitter off of this, which is fantastic. Like, when are people trending on Twitter after Elevation? Like, that's so exciting. And FTR just continues to be one of, they just strike this extremely rare blend of being very old school, but being very refreshing in, in modern wrestling at the same time. Like, that I think is really hard to do. So, props to Gio, who is a friend of the show, uh, and Lee Moriarty, who's incredible and going to do wonderful things there. And then yeah, FTR on top of that, just this was a standout match in on this episode of Elevation. And a lot of people talking about it overall, I think, because there there was story to it instead of just a showcase of how people can wrestle. Uh, I also want to uh, I want to say here, I'm going to attribute the trend to Ryan Schlong. So we're going to take credit okay. for that. Yeah, that's why um, we'll take credit for that. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I think this was a really good match, and I definitely think this is one to check out. And, you know, like uh, Schlong said, Matt, like we know you didn't necessarily get to see this, but you should go out of your way and see this. Um, like I said before, not necessarily for LSG. Like he does some okay stuff during the match, but it's still a good match. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> what a response. Schlong, what's your... Th What's your third one you wanted to talk about? No, that was it. The, we started with the Hardy family. Then we went to Carl oh, Bar. Okay. But this was like the, the real highlight. This is the one that I encourage people to go and watch. I think it'll tell you. One, it's just a good match. So if you enjoy good wrestling, you'll like it. But I think if you're looking to see why everyone's very excited about Moriarty signing, you'll see it in this match. And uh, what's Matt doing? That's no Geo's in the chat. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Thanks, Asian Joe, for the sign LSG thing. I'm sure you heard all the. You're welcome, Gio, for starting it eight months ago. Oh, here we go. It's all about Kate. It's all about Kate. Well, I'm on faithful. Pay attention that. to me. I have not once said that. Not yet. You're thinking it the whole time. With my words. I can see it in your eyes. Um, <laughs> Shlong, Shlong, let's move on. Let's move on to dark, and uh, dark. I want to call out before we even get to dark, un unelevated dark. Uh, boy, this was a brisk twenty-two minutes, huh? Jesus Christ! I was like, well, I thought you know, I thought something was wrong. I was like, was my computer stop working or what's going on? Because that's, I think it's the quickest dark they've ever had. Jesus. Well then. 
Let's talk about all of the matches in these 22 minutes. Ew. All right, so uh, you had Andrew Lockhart versus Captain Sean Dean. No! Uh, oh, God, who gave Matt a soundboard? Um, the captain won, uh, oh, which is expected. Why? He gets his wins against, you know, uh, new guys coming in. I'm just going to have to play out through because Matt just, is not going to just, just steamroll it. Just... Um, Andrew Lockhart, uh, if you've watched some of NXT, he's been on there recently. Not NXT, 205 Live. He's been on some 205 Live as enhancement talent. So he's, he's showing wow, off in places. unbelievable. It really is. Like, you think, wow, he's an AEW, and then he's in 205 Live. It's amazing. Like, Fuck this whole thing. what do you think? What was that, Matt? Sorry, I missed that. Fuck this whole thing. Well, that's just rude. I mean... It's almost like we need Dynamite to do a show that has direction so, to it. Um, I'm going to skip a match because I'm trying to stick go in order of like how good they were. Uh, then you have uh, skipping a match. You'll go to then Darian Bankston versus Wardlow. Uh, I love the big package. We know you do, Matt. Every week you tell us. Um, Wardlow dominated. It's a Wardlow match, so it's not really surprising. Uh, Bankston got a couple moments of offense in, which was nice, but like it's a typical Wardlow dark match, which... It's fine. That's what Dark's for. Uh, then I'm got the match I skipped, which was Kylan King versus Ashley Diambos. I don't know how you say her name. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry? Dambois. Thank you. Uh, oh, this was a good match. It's good to see Kylan. That's a live take for Matt. Matt, what does Mon Frere stand for? Mon Frere means brother, right? Thank you. Okay, that's right. This uh, he's a, nice to see. He's a learned Kylan. man. He is so educated. Can you speak more in French for us? What? Yeah, so no. Um, oui, oui, no, no. <laughs> well, it was good to see. Jean-Mapel Matthew. Oh my God. Man. Go ahead, Shlong. Just plow through. I'm trying. So it was nice to see Kylan King back. We talk about her a lot. She had kind of not shown up for a little while. Um, this was actually a pretty competitive match. I think Ashley looked good too. But King got the win. I'm, I really am hoping they sign Kylan King. She's a she's a big girl. I think that would add a lot, you know, a face of that kind of size to compete against some of the, you know, she she could stand toe to toe with uh, Jade and not look, you know, she looks her size and her strength. So I think they need that on the face side of things. But then the main event was uh, Anthony Green versus. Evil Uno with Cole oh, Cabana. Yeah. You, could t- you could tell this was filmed when uh, the Dark Order was still doing their feud because it was only Colt Cabana and they were a little awkward about it. But this was a re- pretty good match. Obviously, Anthony Green's very good and Evil Uno's much better wrestler than I think people give him credit for. So this was a really fun match. And uh, I think, again, it's 20 minutes of dark total. So you could probably just go watch all dark and, you know, be fine. But if you're going to pick out, your five minute match from dark. This is your five minute match to watch. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony green. He's been showing up pretty regularly on AEW. So I'm very curious to see if they're going to sign him or what their plan is with him. Um, but he's a lot of fun to watch. And then you have, you know, evil Uno who is great. So I don't know if anyone watched. Dark. Well, I know I ain't watched dark. I'll, I'll just say this. Like, I think that honestly for like a 22 minute show, you can watch the whole thing. There's nothing that I would say is unwatchable 
Like everything no. was was worked well. The Uno Anthony Green match was definitely the best worked match. But like, there's nothing here that I would say like you should skip it. It was absolute dog shit. Like it was all, it was all done well. So in 22 minutes, you might as well just, you know, grab yourself a beverage or a beverage, and uh, enjoy uh, the show because I thought it was actually a pretty nice little show. Yes, Matt. I have a question. Yes. Shlong, uh, when you watch Dark uh, Unelevated from the. Um from the studio do you notice the same people or do they they cycle them in and out in the crowd i haven't picked up on the same i think one or two i've seen the same of but there definitely was recycled crowds that day so you there have been some some different people i will say the studio show has been great for dark because you know you don't have fans who are just filtering in or filtering out. They're there for the show, so they're cheering at the appropriate times. They're booing at the appropriate times. It just helps the matches feel better. I, I actually think it's one of the the flaws that um, Impact or ROH or all those things, not flaws, one of the problems they had during the pandemic was they had a studio show that was basically empty. It's way worse even when a studio is empty rather than an arena. <laughs> so the studio really helps when you have a full crowd who are into it and they're cheering and I'm guessing the crowds at uh, where they filmed were really on board, board with cheering, cheering and booing at appropriate times. Like they were, they weren't there. They weren't going there to to screw up the show. They wanted it to be fun. So it, I really like the studio setup. Right, and wrestling fans are showing up at Universal for this. It's not like uh, the Impact tapings where tourists just need to get out of the yeah. sun and sit in the air conditioning for two hours. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I had seen when they announced these shows, like they had put tickets up. Now I went to just see like, hey, I wonder what like they're what tickets are going for, right? Or if they're even selling them or if they're free. And I couldn't even see because everything was sold, right? So I mean, that's a good sign, right? That even if they're like saying, Hey, a hundred people, right? Like if they're doing four shows a day, four hundred tickets were you know, taken. Um, so I don't know it, the way that I, when I had initially gone to check it out, it looked, I, if my memory serves me correct, there were four different like slots. So it wasn't like you just got one ticket and you saw four shows. They were actually, I think doing tickets separately. So like, yeah, you could get, I guess like a ticket for the first one, then the second and so on. But, um, I just, cause I've been watching them, Matt, I haven't necessarily noticed like the same people in the same spots, but they're also not necessarily focusing on the crowd. Like they're actually doing a pretty good job of focusing like in the ring. And if you look around, like there's screenshots, you know, of, of some of the matches like AEW's put up and like, you can see some of the crowd, but they're not really hyper-focused on showing the crowd during the show. It's really all about the wrestling. So you don't necessarily notice it too much, which I think is also sort of good, right? Like that you're not hyper-focused and being like, I saw this guy there in the same spot for the last four shows. Like you just kind of don't notice it. Right. Gotcha. So Shlong, those were the two, those were the darks. And I don't think we need to do a ribs for her pleasure. Uh, picks of the week, because we pretty much, I think got that it would be um, LSG and Lee Moriarty versus FTR from elevation. Right. And then this evil Uno, Anthony green, I think was your pick, even though, all the matches are pretty much quick to watch. Uh, that would be your pick for uh, dark, unelevated, right? 
Correct. Those are those are the both. Those are my picks for the shows. I think those are good picks. I'm kind of right there um, in in the boat with you. And I do want to just mention that, uh, like I said before we started this, uh, Schlong and I are, are working on, you know, kind of putting up content or, or doing a quick kind of dark show. Uh, we're just pulling everything together and working out schedules, and then we'll come, you know, kind of live with that. But until we get there, until we announce that, um, follow along on our Twitter at MarkWarderPod every Monday and Tuesday during Dark Elevated and Dark because Schlong tweets along to the whole show. He's positive about everything. My God, find something negative to say no, right now and again. Fuck, fuck you. No. Why Why would you watch something to be negative? I don't understand wow. that that way of viewing. Like, well, if Let I me ask you a question, Schlong. When you watch these shows, do you cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys? What's your what's your stance here? If I don't if I don't know them, for the most part, yeah, because I buy into the story. Like I like I view it but like I view you a can movie. tweet like that. Oh, I do tweet like that a little bit, but they're not. You got to remember on these shows, they're not as established that way. Like you have when they're bringing in guys off uh, from the indies, they're not. It's very rare that you know fully who their character is and whether you're supposed whether you're booing them or cheering them. It's more I'm getting quick glimpses of whether this person could get their character across or they couldn't, or did they have a good match? That's really what I'm commenting on. Also, I I don't want to... I did one time where I went really deep into my thoughts in each match, and it's like three or four tweets per match. Like, it takes forever to really give full thoughts. So I'm just giving quick, like, hey... And, and I say this all the time. This is a cheat sheet for the indies. Like, AEW's done all the scouting. They've done all the... They're bringing in the best guys. So they're going to give me a good match. Like I'm not going to see anything I don't like, but I absolutely would, would tweet in, you know, kayfabe or whatever to, to do that. But you don't see a lot of that yet. Now, when a guy comes regularly, you get a little bit more into the, into it. But when they're just showing up, it's kind of like, what have I seen in the, the five minutes of your match that I really liked or didn't like, if I don't like something, I legitimately, I don't tweet about it. Cause I don't think I, I don't need to be negative about stuff. Cause they get shit on enough for stuff. That's not real. Like, what do I need to add to that? It's weird. You don't have the PMA tattooed on the back of your neck. And Kate does, and she just tweets venomous. So much. Not at talent. At I, about booking, I will. <laughs> about shitty booking and stuff, but not at I'm, talent. Never at talent. When it comes to entertainment. Sorry, what, I was going to say, I was going to say, Schlong. Maybe negative is the wrong word. It's okay to be critical and to critique. What am I critiquing about a show that is not not built on storylines and is bringing in just indie talent? This isn't a, like there's you're really getting glimpses of just matches. I'm not getting a full story here, which I shouldn't be on these things. So it's really hard to critique. Oh, you know they didn't really sell that LSG work such and such a match six weeks ago. Like I can't do that. That doesn't exist here. Guys, what if we all go onto the Mark Order Pod account while these are going on, and all of us just tweet "bot" like seventy times? I, I am the eternal. If I'm it, watching Ryan. something to enjoy myself. I'm going to allow myself to enjoy it. Otherwise, so what weird. is the point? I've done it. Literally, I don't just do it with wrestling. I do it with everything, even sports. If I know my team's gonna suck, I get over it very quickly, and I just start to like it. And I start. I think to you're doing positive. it wrong. I think you're supposed to watch stuff so that you I'm, hate it and you hate your life. That's like, what I'm I am the. 
if, a good example is I'm the big one of the biggest Star Wars fans in the world. Oh I my could, god, uh, Jesus! Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> fuck you both. I'm gonna say this real quick. I could legitimately tear apart the sequels. I could without question. I I I no. I enjoyed them. Why? Because I wanted to enjoy them. If you don't want, don't watch. It's that simple. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, they were garbage movies. So Do you want to see a Jar Jar Binks? That's a prequel, not a sequel. Get it right. You fucking dork. <laughs> you host two wrestling podcasts. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I host a wrestling podcast, and I'm part, I guess you could say I'm part of the middle. Either way. <laughs> Who the fuck are you Our calling time. a dork? <laughs> Who you are your, you calling a you dork? got your Star Wars underoos on, Ryan? <laughs> Which one of us has action figures in their house right now? You have toys in your house. So does Anthony. Yeah, so fuck you both for calling me a dork. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm just really cool because I don't like any of it. So No, she's going to fucking Mariano placard like he parks his fucking car in her apartment, though. That Did is you make from that yourself? Two- no, that's from his MVP float at the ticker tape parade from the Subway series. So it's actually fucking oh. awesome, nerds. She's going and watching Scarecrows. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about here, but <laughs> well, that's just white girl shit. That was just white people stuff that happened. It's not nerdy. You did, uh, Schlong. You did get a response from Tay Conte on the Twitter. I saw that. Yeah, I see. I tweeted something fun, which is there's something wrong about someone that happy who then goes and hurts people. Give you a little, <laughs> give you a little boner. That would give me a boner, and I don't have a dick. And, I mean, Matt, we know that lady, you can into- get a lady boner. Yeah, I, I would get. Please. That's the thing. My wife talks about her lady boner all the time. She also talks about her big black dick, which is very concerning. You better check her her, uh, drawers, Matt. She's got one stashed away somewhere. And it's got your your name on it. (laughs) You should check. Right? When it's small, it just says Matt. And then when it gets big, it says Matthew. This is your full name, Matthew J. Buh. Damn, you even went middle initial. You're a good guy, Anthony. I wasn't going to say the full name on the air, but you know it's... Uh, it's very ironic that it's Matthew John, because that's very, like, biblical and... well, You're farthest from that. Yeah, what my butt with the Bible. How do you like them apples? Whoa. How do you like them apples, that's God? It. He's so hardcore. Yeah! Satan rules! <gasps> I hope someone so tuned are... in just then. Seriously. <laughs> We're going to start getting all those comments back in the YouTube. We're going to have to ban all these people because they're going to think we're about Satan. Thanks a lot, Matt. Um, hey, what's wrong with Satan? This guy's dresses as an orange. What I mean, if we I am a fan of I am a fan of Ryzen. So what if we get a bunch of fruit lovers? People that just like fruit. Bananas, apples, oranges. Guys, hey Kate, is uh, that? Thank you, Ryan. No, uh, is this true? That, it is not uh, we true. Have, but we I have, did hold have. On. Uh, Kate, hold on, hold on. You have to let me give the context for the people not watching. Leo, uh, Leon, Saint Giovanni, is saying that you have a Jeter blow-up doll, and I believe that's true. I take his word for it. He might not have had the greatest match on Elevation, but he tells the truth. Damn. Actually, and, and I hate to tell you, he's slightly wrong. It's not a blow-up doll. It's a real sex doll. Like, it's a life model of Jeter. That's what I was going to correct. Thank you. No, but for That's real, a- in eighth grade, 
My friends chipped in. I had the vlog. Oh, no, I had those like life-size cutouts, like the cardboard ones. A bunch of my friends dropped it off while I was not And home. they inserted and they... a bat right through the crotch so that Kate could have some fun with it? No, I did that Whoa. later. They didn't do that. Don't be weird. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I can tell you this much from Kate's past on this show. Oh, my God. If she did have... If she did have fun with it, she didn't use uh, protection. A lot of splinters. A lot of splinters. She got all up in them guts with that baseball bat. I don't get up in other people's guts. I don't have a dick. Well, you made the bat get up in yours, so it was kind of like uh, you, yeah. you did it. That is a fair so question. Crazy, can, can a lady get up in a man's guts? Yeah, it's hiking. Yeah, got the tools, yeah. But it still, it still wouldn't be my thing. But you got the hardware. Accessory. Then you're not doing it right. <laughs> I yeah, don't I think have you've got it backwards. Um, I also want to say this, Matt. I know you've been you've had the Keep hockey the on in the background tonight. Um, I know why. I, I think I know why they call Wayne Gretzky the Great One. That man looks phenomenal for his age. For a guy who played hockey all those years, that guy still looks good. Just gotta Let's say. Let's talk about hockey and action figures. Let's sandwich the rest of the podcast with my two favorite things. Kate, you're not tired of talking about wrestling. You do like fucking ten podcasts a week. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> All right, so well, we're, we're on the home stretch. Dark, we're dark on the home stretch. We could we could stop the show. It's midnight. No. It. We're going we're going through the last few things here, folks. Just so that we know, they did announce uh, in case anybody is living under a rock. Um, uh, Tony Khan did announce uh, that we are getting some uh, buy-in matches for Friday night. So the news came out that the uh, SmackDown brilliant. Hey, Matt, so, did you do anything here? No? Fuck off. <laughs> you didn't even um, put buy-in preview, rampage preview. I preview. did not. His notes just said preview. I had no idea what he was <laughs> going to talk about. <laughs> I took a fucking shot, Matt. All right? I, I went real quick based on what his notes said. Between the, so, soundboard, uh, between the soundboard and that, Ryan Song is going to fucking make he's gonna stuff a cheesesteak in my asshole sunday yeah no that's <laughs> yeah yeah he is yep i picked the right uh, show to not be able to go to with you guys no you did it we're gonna have a fucking great time this no, is gonna I'm be sad. i think this is gonna be so much fun uh but we'll we'll talk about that um so i uh it did come out that there's going to be a buy-in show for rampage on friday night uh, so the WWE came out and said they were going to supersize their show. So they're going to run two and a half hours. They're going to run the last half hour on uh, Fox Sports 1, apparently. So uh, Tony Khan kind of came out and said, you know, we're going to do a special buy-in on Friday night. We're going to start at 9 o'clock on YouTube, and then you can go at 10 o'clock to uh, TNT and catch the regular card. The buy-in matches that they booked are pretty fucking awesome. It's uh, Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty, sign me up, and Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, sign me up for that one as well. Sign so in for what, Matt? Good. Specify. <laughs> you're leaving me hanging here. When you're not buying into anything. But it says AEW buy-in on YouTube. Buy-in for what? 
I don't know. They called it the buy-in. You're not buying in for what's it? What's it before? What's it before? When's the date? Come on, man. If you're going to do this, go all the way. <laughs> Sorry, Schlong. You're right. I got it. Shameless. Thank you. Uh, and then the rest of the card uh, is going to take place on uh, TNT at 10 o'clock. We'll get uh, CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. So <laughs> Leo Rush lived up to his end of the deal. We'll have Ruby Soho versus The Bunny, which they're saying has TBS, some possible TBS championship implications in that match. And then we're going to get the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Hager, and Guevara versus <laughs> Men of the Year, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky with Junior Dos Santos and Dan Lambert and Jorge Masvidal. Uh, by the way, I um I saw the other day that they they uh booked uh the UFC actually uh set the uh the fight Jorge Masvidal is going to be fighting for a belt so I don't think he's going to be too involved here moving forward um uh with AEW maybe uh I just want to uh, let everybody know that Matthew uh did just update the card that we have on the YouTube. Uh, uh, on the video version of this show. It says AEW buy-in on YouTube October 15th at 9 p.m. prior to AEW Rampage on TNT at 10 p.m. Matt, what year? left out Eastern. Yeah, I was going to say time zone, idiot. And what year? And what year? What year? I'll listen. If you're going to do it, do it right. I guess you're right. right. You're right. So, um... Rampage uh, is turning out to be uh, a pretty decent show on Friday night, starting at nine o'clock. Uh, I know Kate. Both those matches that were announced on the buy-in, you certainly said hell yes to both of them. So yeah. this should be fun. Yeah, I'm very excited for both of those. Wait, guys. I have a question for Kate. This what? is a legitimate question. You have to review as part of your Friday night gig. You have to review both <laughs> SmackDown and Rampage. What the fuck do you do when there's that overlap? Uh, I'm assuming SmackDown's going to start with like a, a, um, better or, and what about mountain time zone? Mountain time zone. I mean, do the math. I SmackDown is like very easy to follow. Like if it's going to end at a disqualification to end the show. So it's, I'll watch the match on my television and pay attention to the matches on, on my YouTube, but, or maybe I have to talk to Sean. Maybe one of us watch one and one of us watch the other. I have no idea. Rock, you should paper, definitely say, I'll, you should say, I'll watch AEW. Yeah, no, I'll. <laughs> he pays me, but I'm calling that. That's up to me. <clears throat> so that's our rampage uh, preview. Uh, and uh, moving on to Saturday night. Uh, we have our special Saturday Night Dynamite. Uh, it got moved because of the hockey on TNT tonight. So um, there's four announced, uh, you know, there's kind of four announcements for the show on Saturday night. Three matches. One, Malachi Black versus Dante Martin. Poor Dante Martin. Two, uh, Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. I'll take it. And uh, three, the AAA World Tag Team Championship will be defended by the Lucha Brothers versus a masked tag team. Uh, it still has not been uh, kind of released who it is. There's a lot of people out there coming up with different things. Kate, you still wish it's LFI, right? Always. Uh, what do you, who do you want? Kenny King and Dragon Lee? I mean, well, I wanted that before Roosh was injured, but... Roosh is injured now, though. He's out. I know. 
Hope he gets nice. a haircut. Fucking hippie. Dirtbag. <laughs> Cut your hair, hippie. Cut your hair, you hippie. You don't uh, like mullets. Then, you don't like long hair. I don't like roosh. Roosh or nothing. Roosh. Roosh. Because he's always in a rush. He's like cabron, perro. He thinks he's the man, the bull with the horns. The only time I cheered for Roosh was when he beat Dalton Castle at MSG. Fair enough. Nine seconds. Then he became the champion. He was a chicken shit champion with his fucking uh, crippity old father getting involved in all the matches and fuck Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Fucking bullshit. Crippity King father. Crippity old. Uh, Crippity crip. And then they did announce that we're going to get the bracket for the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament revealed on Saturday night. That is it right now for what they've got coming on Saturday night. Uh, so should be a couple fun nights of wrestling. Asian Joe says Danielson and Suzuki for free on YouTube. What a time to be alive. Couldn't agree more, Asian Joe. I think everybody here is super excited for that match. Uh, guys, a couple yes. of... Uh, a couple of notes. Oh, by the way, this is breaking news. Matt makes Ryan sad. Ryan feels feeling, guys. Ask me. Ask me if I give a shit. Matthew. Give a shit? No. <laughs> I was yes, disappointed sir. when there was no soundboard, but you pulled it off. Let me tell you guys something. So this is first of all. Tell me something, brother. Dude. Let me tell you something, dude. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, brother. If you're like an AEW, if you're like in WWE, brother, stop with the nonsensical bullshit fighting on the internet. It's useless. You like something, you like it. You like something else, you like it. You can like them both, dude. Just remember, say your prayers, take your vitamins, put baby oil on your daughter's back, brother. And be and racist in your sex tapes. And don't say the N-word, dude. It's not cool anymore, brother. Wow. This is what a great time to be alive. If you're a wrestling is. fan, I don't understand how people fucking hate all this. I don't understand I was told why they... I need to be I was told I needed to hate things. No, competition. Just, just like 10 minutes ago. Do you want to know why the Attitude Era was so successful? Because WCW and Eric Bush Bischoff were pushing Vince McMahon to the brink of bankruptcy and his business folding. And then he got complacent and fucking wonky-eyed Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett ran Impact. Nobody gave a shit. This is real competition. This is fantastic shit for the wrestling business. For all the boys and girls that are involved in wrestling, this is great stuff. Pushing each other is only going to give us better matches and better content. You don't have to pick a goddamn side. Go outside, get some fucking sun, and then enjoy great wrestling. So I agree with half of that. No then... need to go outside and get sun. No need to go outside and get sun. That's a lie. Sun Good is bad for you. For you. It, it leads to cancer. No, that's it, too much sun. No sun. Stay you in air are, conditioning. At the very least, can you stop sending, like, wishing death upon people? Like, can you not wish death upon me for having an opinion about one brand or another? And no, I'm going to keep sending those texts. Yeah, no, I figured as much. But I like, will if you keep saying HBK over Bret Hart, that's not what I said. You misunderstood Listen, the red flag. He's just a sexy boy. So I don't understand the red flags. It's he's like not your somebody, boy toy. If somebody says this thing, that's a red flag. That's what the whole. He's just a sexy was. boy. And I said. 
if they like HBK over Bret Hart, that's a red flag. And you were like, that's not what I taught you. <laughs> but it is what you taught her. No, no it's not. Bret Hart. Bret, Bret Hart. forever. Bret forever. But wait, isn't it what he taught He'll you to be- find that as a red flag? It I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. There's a Twitter uh, gimmick that's like... Listen, we think he's cute. We know he's sexy. That's true. He's got the looks. Is he sexy? Did you see that picture with him and the kid that just won the NXT? <laughs> not shaving? sexy anymore. Bro, just shave your fucking head. What are you doing? It's bad. He's yeah, turning into bad. Cyclops with Dog the Bounty Hunter hair. <laughs> well, I mean... You're so... Hair opinionated. His hair so is off. Kate, you cannot. I'm fucked. You know what? No, 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 no. It's awful. I saw it. But like, it's just, it's come up three times this episode how opinionated you are about hair. Now, Pillman. Right. It looks like you were looking something up. What are you doing? I'm looking something up, but you guys can talk amongst each other. Well, you're know. kind of dominating the conversation. Why don't we tell the good people about what you guys are doing Sunday that I'm not doing Sunday and Saturday? Wait a minute. Hold the fuck on. We got a couple things to get to. Not a lot. But did anybody happen to catch the GCW shows this weekend? There was quite a few uh, AEW appearances and a bunch of uh, wrestlers from other promotions there. Uh, Moxley uh, retained uh, uh, his title, or he beat uh, Gage to take the title in a death match. So Moxley was there uh, on Saturday, I believe. Um, Ring of Honor also had the Briscoes uh, show up. I know uh, one guy out there who got really happy at that, Milwaukee Tom. Um, So the Briscoes showed up. Chelsea Green showed up. And unfortunately, Cardona was there. Um, Effie was there. Thunder Rosa showed up. Like, it was a uh, crazy-looking show. I did not see it. But, you know, I, I read all about it. Uh, also, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Joey Janela had a match. It was quite a show. But the big news, I think, that was that um, uh, GCW announced that they are going to be running a show at the Hammerstein Ballroom on January 23rd, 2022. Here's uh, a shoot. Newsflash. Go ahead. I, when I tried to go to Emo Night... <laughs> Went to Hammerstein Ballroom instead of Melrose first because I'm an idiot and also I didn't have my own tickets. Somebody else had my ticket and I just assumed it was at Hammerstein because it's so synonymous with wrestling and I was thinking GCW, ECW thoughts, I guess. So I think I called it into existence, but I'm just outing myself as being a dumbass for going to Midtown instead of to Queens where I used to live next to that, not next to, but very close to that venue. So... I want to go to that show, and it's going to be the right venue this time. Uh, just for anybody who's watching. <laughs> Look uh, at that. Head. What is wrong with his head? Yeah, Matt pulled up uh, a photo of... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know who this gentleman with the belt is, but um, He's really Shawn good. Michaels... Sean Michaels has a photo with Matt. Who is that? I don't know. Honestly, I don't it's know. Uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yes, it is. Okay. Your new Bro, North American um, champion. Shave his head. Yes, he does. That's atrocious. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's a good-looking photo. He's not a sexy. Not a good-looking photo. No, not a 
Sorry, I had to pull uh, It's fine. You did. So, uh, yeah, GCW is running Hammerstein January 23rd, 2022. Um, if you're in the uh, Shining Wizards Discord, it sounds like there might be a bunch of us trying to get together to go to the show. Yes. So you should probably jump in that Discord and throw your hat uh, in the ring and say, I would like for us to all meet up at GCW, because it sounds like that might happen. Um, the other thing is, um, it looks like, you know, when they announced this uh, TBS tournament, um, this TBS title tournament, uh, there was some confusion as to when everything was happening. It looks like it's been kind of put out there by Ref Aubrey that the finals of the tournament are on January 5th. The tournament will happen over the next two months. The finals are happening on January 5th on TBS. So that was not, you know, I, I know that we said that when they made the announcement uh, about the title. And I think there were a lot of people out there who were confused at that, but that is apparently happening folks. They're going to build this over the next couple months and the tournament finals are going to happen on January 5th on TBS. Um, so far, there are four women who said they'll be in the tournament. That's Thunder Rosa, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Jade Cargill. And um, it kind of sounded like Sheeta and uh, Serena Deeb are going to join that too because I think they made some uh, – they kind of had some statements during their match that made it seem like they were going to be in that tournament as well. So we'll see. Uh, what happens? They still have to announce a whole bunch of people if this is going to last over two months. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and um, honestly, guys, I think that's it. Um, not, not really anything else. Um, Kate, you wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on Sunday. Yeah. But you're gonna not going to be there. No, I'm going to have FOMO. Well, we'll miss you. Uh, but uh, Matt, uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, Kate's face. Kate, your head was down, and Anthony made a face. I did. You'll have to go back and watch. Oh yeah. Fat chance. <clears throat> Stop yeah, making fat jokes about me. Not you too, Kate. She it's said a chance. Fat, fat pants. Get your fat, fat pants. pants. <laughs> As I finish uh, my kung so- chicken. So, Matt, what's going on Yo. Sunday? Where are we going to be? We're going to be at the 2300 Arena for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Showdown. Alex Zane, Will Ospreay, Moxley, and uh, Eddie Kingston against Archer and Minoru Suzuki. We're going to get to see Fred Yehi. We're going to see Jonathan Gresham. We're going to see Brody King, Chris Dickinson, and and boy fuck oh so close. we're gonna get to see brody king and chris dickinson fuck ah oh, god damn it it's a tag oh, match no. son of a bitch oh damn it there it was i'll say this this i got this it i got show... it i got it now fred oh damn it oh davari and and rush against el Fantasma and chris bay gresham uh garcia daniel garcia's with brody king and dickinson jesus Dude. I fucking can't wait. My boy Jay White's gonna be there. Card is ridiculous. All right, I might look at tickets. Yeah. Damn it. Oh no, 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 no. Just I might. You join us, Kate. Join us. Oh, my God. Yes, Kate. Join well, us. if Come with us. if Come you with would us. like to join us out there, 
No, uh, don't, no, don't, don't, don't. Matt wants you to come up and say, Matt, I'm a huge fan of you from the Shining Wizards. Especially. Hold on. Hold how, on. Many times, how many times does this have to not work for you guys to keep Hold doing Hold on. Time out. You guys, I was just wrapping us up and taking us home. I wasn't <laughs> I talking know, but about I, the rest of the I want shit. Matt to get, get people to say hi to him. Listen, nobody who's listening to us right now is going to come up to us at 2300. Nobody. It hasn't happened yet. We've been to Ring of Honor. We've been to uh, both of the AEW shows in the area. We're going to another one in December, and then we have this show Sunday. Nobody's coming up to us. Let me tell you this. If you come up to us on Sunday, I'll have stickers. So you can ask me for a sticker. I'll give you a sticker. You won't even have to get it in the mail. You won't get the nice letter we send out, but I'll have stickers. I'll hit you with a suck it. <laughs> That's true. Matt will hit you with a suck it, and then That's Ryan true. will tell you nothing but good things about yourself because he's not going to Sorry be that I'm a happy person. I like oh, life. I think people should... Anyway, if you'd like to join us, and by join us, I mean... Hey, I could do it too, Ant. Fuck off. <laughs> you know... Somebody else can wrap this shit up then. Go ahead. You know, well, guys, I, had like said, to... I had said we're going to do a show Wednesday night. Yeah, there's plenty to talk about. This has been a complete runaway train <laughs> all night. Yeah, has... Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. Wrap Join it. the Mark Water like on social. Join the Mark Water on our social channels. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I think we're on Twitch. Kate, how's that working out? Uh, at Mark Waterpot. Nobody knows what to do, buddy. Social. Nobody knows uh, what to do. On all forms of social. Um, you can find us at Mark Waterpot. Hit us up for some stickers. We're here every Wednesday night, whether there's dynamite or not, at 10, 15 p.m. And then uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us by looking up Mark Waterpod. Subscribe, like, you know, rate. Leave comments, whatever you got to do. But uh, stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We'll be back next week. So, um, is there a dynamite next week? I don't know, but we'll be here next week. We got to talk about dynamite on Saturday. So, we'll be here. You guys aren't doing a show Saturday night? Trying to get out of these. Fucking crazy. Trying to get out of these things. You don't have to show up. Another podcast. Matt, you wanna you wanna do the good uh, you wanna do the Omega outro? Oh yeah 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 yeah! I got you, brother, brother. Yeah, right. Go schlong and good night. Got it in. Nailed it. Oh my god. <laughs> Goodbye and good night. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.